Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. I'm not sure when that started. Um, <laughs> to episode 82 of Dangerous Rhetoric. We're hanging out tonight. I'm a little sleepy, so we're going to do, I might be a little goofy and uh, discombobulated, but that's okay. And we're hanging out with my ladies from California. Hi, hey, ladies. How's it going? We're good. We're good. Glad to be here. I'm not going to say your your name out loud because I recently had my last video <laughs> pulled from YouTube. Episode 80 with uh, Eric Abenante was pulled because we we said the forbidden phrase uh, about the um, 2020 event <laughs> you're not allowed to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have to be like extra careful now. Um, I had my Twitter censored. It was restricted earlier because I had posted something about that. And I w didn't even mention it at all. And then I had to prove I wasn't a bot. It's, oh my God, so commie. It's ridiculous. Um, do you guys just want to introduce yourselves and tell folks where they can find you? Yep. We're Jen and Meg. We are DOT. You can see the name on the screen. DOTR. <laughs> DOTR, yes. Um, we have Instagram, we're on TikTok, Twitter, Twitter, Facebook ish. Not, yeah, not really, but, um, <laughs> for me, I have my personal account, which is just another fed up American, literally that, um, we're from California, horrible, lovely, California. beautiful California, blue um, lesbians working hard. Oh surviving. yeah. Surviving. Just barely trying to. <laughs> California's gotten insane. But. Same is here. Same is here. Um, so uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment. We are going to talk about the disturbing world of pedophilia tonight, unfortunately. A lot of stuff has come across the Twitterverse. I'm seeing a lot of things and it's disturbing and I need to vent. So we're going to talk about all this shit. <laughs> I don't know, ladies, where do you want to start? We, we were talking about a few of these things pre pre-record start, but uh, I'll let y'all, what do you want to start with first? I think the biggest news story right now is the Tiffany Haddish and Aries Spears video that's going around. Yes. Oh. Tell me about this. Cause this, I did not hear about, you guys can like, Give me, give me all the details, and I'll, I'll try to look up something. Okay, you can. Uh, I, I think I posted the video onto my personal Twitter. It's, uh, it's at mostly peaceful Gady is mine. And um, so it's Aries Spears and Tiffany Haddish, and they have a supposed skit where it's called like looking through the eyes of a pedophile or some shit like that. Big lie. No, that's something else. That's something I, else. Maybe I didn't. You know what? I posted it on my Facebook, friendly. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, that's where I posted it, because I knew they would take it down on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but it has... Um, it's like a seven-year-old. I believe it was her... She's related to him somehow. No, she's no? not. It was just oh. a kid. Well, they were watching him, and the whole video, he's in his underwear. I'll just put it out there. And then it has Aries looking through, like, cutouts eye holes of a newspaper at this child playing with his toys and like at one point the kid is on his back and his legs get mm -hmm. spread and it, it just shows all of this and at the very end of the video it shows that the grooming worked and the child started seeing him in like sexual eyes 
Whoa. Yeah, it's mad gross. The very end, it has a little boy rubbing baby oil on Aries. It's disgusting. Oh my. Uh, so that, that kid was seven years old at the time. He went to apparently Los Angeles Police Department and is trying to press charges against Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears for basically child essay. Yeah. So he was seven then. And yeah. That, that and his, sister, his sister was somehow involved too, who was 14 at the time. But she's now his legal guardian. Oh, my God. This is so messed up. Sorry if you hear a helicopter in the background. We're sitting on our balcony and we're in lovely California that has police copters 24 <laughs> 7. Well, I love LA County. <laughs> oh my God. I saw a video speaking of California. I saw a video the other day of this dude like just like letting kids off the bus. And I guess he was just like chaperoning. But these kids are like getting off the bus to like go home to like their neighborhood. And there's just like a like dozens of homeless people just like laid out yeah encamped and there's like children out they're like smoking drugs and doing you know it's just uh, like this is like oh, yeah like, i work down the street actually um from a place on washington avenue in commerce slash east la and it is just a whole mile of nothing but tent camp they even went so far as to put porter potties out there because there's so many people and they were getting complaints about feces. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's how lovely it is here. Everybody thinks LA is so beautiful. No, no. You're just looking at the Hollywood Boulevard and the stars on the ground. No, you don't go a little further outside of that and it is it's sad. It makes me it breaks my heart, honestly. <laughs> So I just uh, put Haddish and Aries into Twitter and just did like a, a quick search. And it's just like, I locked them up. <laughs> this is not comedy, quote unquote. Um, wow. Yeah, there's no defending it. Like, it was really bad. Like, I don't even know how you could even think that that was in any way remotely comedy. It's, no. Yeah, here I got a... Um daily caller i'm sending it to you on jen's uh twitter dm oh awesome brave dad which one this one yeah there you go yeah just sent it awesome yes this is the daily caller comedians tiffany hadish and aries spears are accused of grooming and molesting a 14 year old girl and her seven year old brother in a lawsuit filed monday Plaintiffs identified only as Jane and John Doe, now 22 and 15, respectively, accused Hanish and Spears of coursing them to sexually suggestive acts on camera while both were under age, according to the Daily Beast. The two plaintiffs' mother told the outlet she had met Hanish through comedy. The pair became close during their respective divorces. We were both going through a divorce, the mother told the Daily Beast. Messy, messy, messy divorces. We just got really, really super close. And the lawsuit states Haddish called the family for a birthday and Christmas celebrations and regularly checked in, regardless whether she was busy with filming. Oh, wait. I pulled it up. Okay, good. Um, in summer 2013, Haddish was guest speaker at comedy camp. Jane attended. Da, 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 da. Jane was allegedly told Haddish had the perfect role for her in a commercial. Neither Jane nor her mother was aware of the details, stating only that Haddish and Spears knew the plot, according to the suit. Uh, 
Haitian Spears literally asked Jane to watch a recording of a group of college students arguing over a Subway sandwich, but the scene quickly devolved into a more suggestive short story showing the co-eds moaning and making sexual noises as they both ate the sandwich in a manner that simulated the act of fellatio, according to the suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's grooming. Uh, Spears then allegedly told Jane to mimic the act seen on screen, including the noises precisely like what she had heard through the video. Okay. Uh, suit states Jane fell silent and became nervous and disgusted until Haddish returned to the room. Haddish verbally explained what was expected and then showed plaintiff how to give fellatio, including movements, noises, moaning, and groaning, the lawsuit alleges. <laughs> wow. Wow. Best. Uh, I don't even want to like continue reading. <laughs> Haddish paid Jane $100 before sending her home, according to the suit. <laughs> wow. Roughly a year later, Haddish approached Jane's younger brother for another video, which she allegedly claimed was a sizzle reel for Nickelodeon, according to the suit. John ended up participating in a funny or die skit titled Through a Pedophile's Eyes, according to the outlet. Funny or Die told the Daily Beast that Funny or Die found this video absolutely disgusting and would never produce such content. We were not involved with the conceptualization, conceptualization development funding, or production of this video. It was uploaded to the site as user-generated content and was removed in 2018, immediately after becoming aware of its existence. Both siblings say they attended the shoot at Spears' home, where they were separated into different rooms, Jane on the couch downstairs and John upstairs uh, to film, according to the report. Daily Beast reviewed the video, claiming it shows Hadish playing the boy's mother and Spears, the pedophile. John is only in his underwear for most of the video, according to the outlet. Footage zooms in on various parts of his body while he plays. The outlet continued. Various scenes included spraying John with baby oil. Oh my God. And having him play with the train set in a way that could be interpreted as phallic masturbation. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. Wow. Another scene shows Spears smoking a cigarette while looking at the naked boy in a bathtub. The beast. Report. And hopping in with him. Wow. John called his mother crying after the shoot, according to the outlet. <laughs> when she demanded the footage, Spears allegedly told her that her son had been uncooperative, so everything had been erased. The report continued. <laughs> well, obviously not. <laughs> exactly. So that there shows they had something to hide. Uh, yeah. So saying, I would say, uh, if you had a chance, watch the video, but I would not, like, I don't, I don't, on your on your. No, yeah. I also don't really want to watch it. I, <laughs> I think it's important for other people to watch it to really get the gravity of the situation and understand what's going on with children nowadays. Like uh, it's really, it's really, really hard to watch and continue watching. But I feel it is important because it actually shows the way that grooming happens, which a lot of people don't understand, yeah. and they don't understand what they're doing to those kids. They're making these kids feel it's okay and to go along with everything that's happening to the point where they're making the kids have feelings back for them because they feel that it's okay. And I think it really does show the succession of grooming. So while it's disturbing as hell, I think it's an important message for people who are on our, our side to see what's really going on out in the world. Oh my God, I'm watching it right now. I'm not gonna put it on the TV, but I'm watching it and reacting to it. Yeah. This is very disturbing. Yeah, that's what we said. The uh, F. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't even, I gotta like, 
turn it. I'm gonna make it go through a little fast. And it goes right into it. It's there's like not even a minute. This is not This is not Oh my god. (laughs) This is weird. What the fuck? That's what I said. Why would you think this is funny? Yeah. It's not funny at all. Granted, I'm not I'm not I haven't muted, so I'm not hearing any of the dialogue, but still. Most of YouTube cut it out. Or YouTube cut most of it out. The dialogue. Oh, word. Oh, wow. And then he jumps in the tub. Yep. Wow. That's disturbing. Just wait till the very end. Oh, my God. That's what really pissed me off the most. I'm just like, where? And it's so funny that, like, this, this, these kids are just, like, left to these people by, you know, mom, because mom trusts. She's like, oh, I met her at comedy. Yeah, make videos with my kids. It'll be fine. <laughs> so apparently the mom, is the reason why the sister has custody of the boy who's now 14 is because she has mental health issues. I'm willing to bet she's oh. probably, she was probably a drug addict. Right. Probably had a lot of fucking issues. And they took advantage of that fact, too, because pedos right. do that. So mm-hmm. now it's like looking through the... the Kids' eyes. Yeah. And why is now is that Spears who's like now naked yeah. or clothes like Justin the Busters? Yeah, smoking a cigarette and like looking at the kid who's got his face covered. This is so creepy. Oh, and now he's got the kid spraying him with baby oil and rubbing it on him. Okay, wow. What you don't hear is that the song that's playing in the background is R. Kelly's Bump and Grind. Of course it's R. Kelly. Yeah. What? No yeah. shit. Well, <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. So that's what uh, they're being shamed for and prosecuted for. No, and they're not being prosecuted well, for it. I'll no, be no, surprised. No. If they they're not being it. prosecuted at the moment, but prosecuted in the general public's eyes mm. by the general public um but yeah he's 14 now and he's pressing charges because apparently the video has just re-arisen and is since it became super public can you, imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine that being you when you were 14 no it reminds me of the other kid on twitter that was trying to get his 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 essay that they posted yep. It was, it was much worse off of Twitter, and they weren't going to comply until he finally got a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they had to get the uh, DHS Department of Homeland Security yeah. involved in order to get. Yeah, sadly, mm-hmm. they wouldn't take it down. Uh, okay, so we there's that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, recently breaking um, was this uh, shit. Which one do I want to go to first? There's so many. I know it's been like a, a avalanche of shit. I know it's good. You know what? It's, good. it's good that it's all coming out. That's why, but we've got to talk about it so we can process it <laughs> as a, as a family. Hundred percent. Because this is messing with my sleep. <laughs> like last night, I was having trouble sleeping because I was like a little paranoid about all the craziness with the FBI, you know, raiding all of the Trump people now and like taking this to like a whole new level of Gestapo. One uh, thing I do have to say about that is Mike Lindell 
capitalized off of it, which I find epically hilarious. So now he's promoting that if you use a code, what is it? Two feds, two F E D S, you get sixty six percent off of your order. He capitalized on it. You go, Mike Lindell. You go. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Wait to uh, turn that that frown upside down. Let's work that magic. Um, you yeah, know, it's 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 very disturbing. And you know, he said that the FBI told him not to say anything. He just kind of like laughed. But I don't think people realize the the cojones, the testicular fortitude that it takes to you know defy armed agents of the federal government that arrive at your location and like produce documents and credentials and badges and have guns and start making demands for your technology. Um, I didn't even know if he like actually handed it over to them or if he like you know made them like wait for it. I wasn't sure exactly what had happened. Um, cause like if somebody just like showed up, you know, in my life, like I'm walking my dog and all of a sudden it's like, where are the feds? And you know, here's a warrant for your phone. I'll be like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you can like, you know, we like, we can go to a, to have a meeting in front of a judge or you can talk to my lawyer. Like, I don't know. Like, how do I know that any of that is real? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it could just be an elaborate scam as far as I'm concerned. Um, I want to Yes. Sure. The feds have the ability to go in and see all of your phone records, text messages, and phone calls without the phone. Without the phone. I know, right? So what's the point of going and taking his phone? Harassment. Yeah, that's it. it that's all it is. It's just harassment. Intimidation. But they've been doing it from what I read to a lot of well-named Trump supporters, but a lot of the other ones won't come out and say anything. Yeah, there was, so there was uh, one woman, Lisa Gallagher, who came out, she was on Tucker Carlson uh, last night or the night before. And there was also this other woman, Amy Shermer, I think is her name. She was a organizer for the Trump campaign. And, oh, she, yeah. uh, and they both got like accused of like, you know, going to Capitol 1-6 or whatever, you know, anonymous accusations um to the fbi and uh you know the fbi show up and start making wild demands to access to their social medias their their technology and it's just like again like what's the point like they're they they do not need that like it's just wild intimidation it's harassment you know they're trying to create this environment where trump is seen as radioactive they don't you know they want to make it hard for him to have legal uh hate um help and aid you know, if he gets back in in 2024, they're they well they want they want to do everything they can to prevent that. So they're trying to make this narrative like all the Trump people are these insurrectionist, anti-American, whatever. But in reality, like that's them. They're like communists. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. all communists. <laughs> and I like how they try to do the distract and play. So it's. Our, our candidates for the primaries are doing really, really horrible. So let's just throw the T word back in there and make up some BS and make everybody in every news outlet report on that rather than the fact that their candidates are tanking. Yeah. Although do I have to say the people pulling up that abortion thing right before primaries is probably not the best idea. I just saw on Tucker that he was just like, well, every day is, is a good day to bring this up and save an unborn life. And like, I get it, but if you're going to play p political tactics so that way you can win on your side, 
Lindsey Graham is a traitor, and everybody knows he's a traitor. His, his wife yeah. has been taking Chinese money for decades. Like, that's where all their money comes from. It comes straight from China through her business dealings. And you can, like, Google this. Like, I'm not asserting yeah. wild conspiracy theories. Like, it's, it's very obvious that his wife has a business in China. She's, like, of Chinese descent. Not that that's a bad thing. But, you know, she they make all their money through their business relationships with businesses in China. And all business in China is connected to the Chinese Communist Party. So, so yeah, they're, getting, they're getting that good Chinese money. And Lindsey Graham, he just, if you look at his voting record, he hasn't, there's always been a war that he's voted for. You know, he's a neoconservative. He's not really a conservative at any stretch of the imagination. He's just one of those, like, in there for himself, psychopathic, deep state politician types. You know what I mean? He's, and he's really, and, and he's not pushing this whole abortion thing because he's trying to actually do anything. He's trying to sabotage. The, uh, the the midterms and he's trying to rally democratic base that's exactly the same thing i said they're throwing this shit on purpose it looks like they bought into and i'm sorry my conspiracy theories is going to come out but i really feel like they have bought into this one world government bullshit and they yeah. they got paid enough to do it and now this is the narrative they're going to run with and that is why they're trying to push this MAGA republican thing because they are trying to make it so the trump endorsed people don't win. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they, want to, they want us to be seen as extremists, as this is exactly what they did to the Jews during the Holocaust. Yeah, they it is. them as these, you know, subhuman terrorists that were always plotting, you know, to subvert society. When in reality, that's what the actual, like, you know, fascist, the, the Nazi party, that's what they were doing. And again, we see the same pattern repeating, you know, history is, it's rhyming. It's not quite repeating, but we see these, you know, fake Democrats, fake liberals, you know, they're the farthest thing from liberal that you could be actually like, <laughs> there is no more liberal on the left. Like it's all no, it's communist, Borg hive mind or your, you know, alt-right neo-fascist, you know what I mean? They think it's it's there's no more any uh, there's there's no liberal and there's no conservative anymore and it's sad uh, because you actually really do need a liberal and conservative a bicameral legislature. I would say there are very very few though. So I feel like a lot of the MAGA people are actually people who left the left and like realize that they're more conservative because the left went so far extreme the line crossed them, mm. not we crossed the line. Yes. And then there's also people like Tulsi, where she still considers herself a Democrat, but she is so in the middle that she's basically a libertarian. But in order to get any type of seat, she would have to be a Democrat. But I feel like at this point, she should just register as a Republican because. Yeah, but yesterday's like moderate classic liberal is today's MAGA Republican. To exactly. People. Exactly. There's a whole new third party. There's like the rhinos, and then there's the crazy people, and then there's the us in the middle. And yes. I think that that's what the new MAGA Republican is, is we were shunned by both sides because we're logical and we think with our brains and facts over feelings. Yeah, we're populist. It's it's a new yeah. populist yeah. movement, and it's it's ground up, and it's organic, and it's anti-establishment, and it's anti-pedophile. And they don't like it because they're a bunch of friggin' pedos. You know, as far as I'm concerned, like, there is so much evidence going, especially, you know, a lot of these deep state players, 
Um, there's a lot of things going into like the Podesta brothers. There's a whole, I wrote this whole article in 2017 as came back up on Twitter because we were talking about uh, the Podestas and their connections because John Podesta has now been appointed to, he's like climate czar or something in the Biden administration. And, you know, it's just, I, I can't help but notice how often the Biden administration points these like very bizarre, twisted individuals. You know, they've got Miss, Ra Miss Rachel Levine. <laughs> Uh, and then there's that other guy at the energy at the department of energy who there was some scandal apparently about the hiring practices surrounding him, that he was not quite qualified and that someone pulled some strings to get him that position because they wanted him in that position for political reasons. So it's just a very disturbing trend and you can just see the communism everywhere if you pay attention. Um, so this other thing that happened in Idaho we can talk about that for a minute. Um, I have a link for that. Donde esta a linky? But I'm so blown away by this because, you know, I remember not too long ago, there was this like really bad take on Twitter where this woman was like, you know, she was like seriously suggesting that like the idea of like porn for kids, like, you know, we could like have like wholesome porn, you know, for children so that they could actually like, you know, learn like the, the process by watching. And people were like, bitch, like, no, that's a bad idea. That's crazy. That's like pedo bait, like, you know, times a million. Like, what are you doing? And it was very, you know, very like ratio to all hell. And it went away. And now this comes along. And let me see if I can share this screen. Do, 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 do share the screen. And it's right here. Do, do, do. Yeah, so there's this story. This comes from Anna Miller and Scott Yanner. Um, Idaho government offers porn literacy to students, Planned Parenthood curriculum, and advocates for abortion. <laughs> um, maybe we'll just play so we can hear what these folks have to say for themselves. Critical thinking skills are the largest component of porn literacy. It's the ability for young people to analyze and ask questions about the media that they're viewing. Porn is meant to sexually excite a viewer and create fantasy, right? So let's go ahead and start with elementary issues. And I know some people... It says trainers believe third grade students benefit from porn. Third grade? include watching cartoon porn. Oh, wow. That's so big. Oh my God. <laughs> I never knew oh it. Fucking hey, Jane, what are you looking at? <laughs> Idaho government links students directly to abortion resources. <laughs> so, like, they're trying to, like, make the kids horny so they get preggers and then have abortions? Like, what the fuck is going on? New on abortionfinder.org. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Uh, oh my god. Teaching students how to hide porn browsing from parents. And that when I've normalized watching porn and being curious, students are a lot more engaged in the conversation, but they're also building trust with me. It's okay if they have watched porn, and it's okay if they have thought about porn. I always make sure to say someone being curious about sex and or porn does not make them a bad person, oh, it makes them human. It's so important we normalize that this is a natural human experience. Yeah, yeah, it's normal for adults. It's not normal for fucking third grade year old, third grade teachers. Like, what, <laughs> what did we just watch? 
Jesus. No, at that age, they don't even know that exists unless it's being fed to them. And when you feed sexual content to children that young, that's called grooming. Like Exactly. It wasn't even until I was in fourth grade that I learned that girls have periods. I had my first wet dream in fifth grade, I think. And it wasn't, I think it was around fifth grade and sixth grade. I started to know, like, I started to experience the idea of attraction and I was attracted to the boys and I didn't know what that meant. Like, I didn't understand what was going on. And then in sixth grade, they sat us down and they were like, you know, some of y'all start to feel funny around the girls. Like, you may like feel different around them. You may have a hard time talking to them. And in my head, I was like, ah, you know, like I'm having that exact experience, but with the boys. And I almost like raised my hand to like mention that and like see what that meant. But uh, some part of me was like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to keep that to myself for now. <laughs> that was the same. That was exactly the same with me. <clears throat> but that, like I said, we never had this foisted upon us and we still know we're gay. Like we still figured that out and navigated through it. I don't understand what this big push is. And I don't know about y'all ladies, but nobody need to tell me how to diddle myself for me to figure that right. shit out. No, exactly. No. Did not need instruction from weird adults when I was in third grade. <laughs> no. They're stealing our youth childhood away from them. They're stealing their ability to just be innocent. Be yeah. innocent and, you know, just live in a fantasy land of rainbows and army characters battling in war like the innocence of a child is being lost that it's imagination like, of a child is being lost and it's being true. filled with porn they're apparently. eating it they're eating the, the innocence of these children they're just absorbing it and it's just mm -hmm. getting sucked right off and then they're 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 laying the groundwork for further damage down the line yeah. Uh, and if not necessarily, you know, by, like not even intentionally, perhaps in some cases, I think a lot of these naive young female teachers, especially, uh, are well-meaning, but I think they've been, in, they've been brainwashed at, at their educational institution. And now they're passing the, the ideological infection on to the, their, their charges, their children, uh, their students. And it's very, very disturbing to see. And especially if it's happening in, in Idaho, I mean, here in New York City, um, we've got severe institutionalized grooming. We've got drag queens in over like, I think it's 147 public schools mm -hmm. on a regular basis. So, I mean, I don't know what to call this other than institutionalized grooming and, or institutionalized pedophilia because it's, it's coming from the institutions. It's coming from the public schools. Uh, it's coming from the, the media companies, you know, especially Disney and Disney has a, a very scandalous, uh, history with that kind of stuff. And now there was even recently the, I mean, this, these are old allegations, but this guy, Dan Schneider, who was at Nickelodeon, he was a Nickelodeon showrunner for many years. Uh, and apparently he was sleeping with the teenagers, like the 15 year old, 16 year old girls, uh, oral sex, um, you know, getting them drunk, all this stuff. And, you know, the allegations have been around forever and nobody yeah. really did anything about it. And, you know, everybody sort of laughed it off. But now it's like out there, it's like, you know, sort of public record. All these kids are adults now. And it's just like, why, why did, why is nothing happening? Like, <laughs> that's what's, that's the crazy part about everything. Epstein, the fucking logs for that island. 
this like it's public knowledge but nobody's doing a goddamn thing about it what the fuck the laptop the whole joke on Twitter for like the last like 12 hours has been they've raided the FBI raided the MyPillow guy, but they didn't raid Jeffrey Epstein, his clients or any of his handlers. Like, yeah, yeah. like Leslie Wexner is sitting pretty in Ohio in his like, you know, multi, you know, probably billion dollar compound. Uh, and who knows what's happening there because he's got connections to local law enforcement, local mafia, like the, the whole situation in Ohio is like a whole nother, it's like a whole nother situation, just like, you know, the Jersey, the Italian mafias in Jersey, people don't know about like the fucking Israelis, uh, in Ohio. Like there's some connections out there between Les Wexner and a whole bunch of fucking people. And he's got, he's got it all locked down out there, you know, so it's very hard to get anything on him or his people. And that's why, you know, he's probably well connected at the federal level. He's probably connected through, you know, whoever else Epstein was working for. And that's why these things don't, you know, come out. They don't get exposed because they're working for intelligence. They're part of an intelligence operation. And, uh, you know, it's it's clearly benefiting somebody with a lot of power and influence. So we're just left to sit here and bitch about it. (laughs) It reminds me of uh, Rose McGowan with What's-His-Face. Mm-hmm. That shit bird Weinstein. Yeah. Um, he actually had ex Mossad tracking her, you know, from ex Israeli army. Yeah, there's so, something with her. Yeah. Uh there was also a big bust in South America some years ago, I remember, with some ex Israeli uh expats. And they were doing like a whole human trafficking, uh pimping of the girls thing in yeah. South America. And a lot of them actually fled. They went back to Israel. And it escapes charges. So it's like mm, shady, 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 shady. Super, super shady. Oh my God. There's so much pedo stuff. So much pedo stuff. Like it's just, and, and I'm glad I'm glad it's coming out. I also, did you guys hear about the problem with Patreon? No. no. Oh, wait. Oh, oh God. Vaguely, vaguely. Hold on. I'll play the video so the audience can get up to date. But it, there's a, there's a part one and a part two. Where is Mr. Tizzy? Oh my God! Did you guys see Alex Stein harassing Eric Swalwell? <laughs> yeah, that was dope. <laughs> Not gonna play it right now, but amazing. Um, did I scroll past it? Where did it go? Do, 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 do. Oh, and then there's this picture. Hold on, let's recall this image right now because this is important. Do, do, do. So this is Jelaine Maxwell and Lauren Powell Jobs. Steve Jobs' widow, so heiress to a $20 billion fortune. And also, I believe she purchased the uh, Atlantic um, shortly, you know, around like, like a couple, probably like a decade ago, something yeah. like that. So, you know, whenever you see like a hot, you know, propaganda take that like clearly benefits the CAA uh, establishment, you're like, mm-hmm, I wonder who's really running that. Um, but anyway, where did I want to go? I'll jump back here. Um, sorry, folks. I'm slow. Maybe I'll edit this out in post. Where the heck is it? Um, no, that's kids eating crickets. Oh, I can't find it now. I thought I had it on the wall. Oh, no, there's this one. We'll jump to this one, actually. So my, uh, my buddy sent me some 
um, interesting advertisements on uh, Facebook that were popping up in his feed. And yeah. they were very, very disturbing. Uh, I'll show you here. These were uh, for these two these books. So this is The Nudo Twins by Mark Roeder and Camp Courageous by Daniel Elijah Sanderfer. Uh, I saw those. What the hell? Yeah. So there's this whole thing of what I'm calling pedo smut that's like gay YA romance or erotica. But like it's all like 60 pages and it has covers like this. And I'm like, 60 pages? <laughs> Dollar ninety nine, and these authors they write a lot of this stuff. Like so, I then mm -hmm. I was like I was like okay, let me let me do you know my my due diligence. Let's go to Amazon, and let's look up uh, you know Daniel Elijah Sanderfer. Here he is. Oh, damn it, Elijah Sanderfer. So he's got a lot of these books. The quarterback's secret. Returned. So Camp Courageous has part one and part two. <laughs> I mean, so, and the fact that they're only 60 pages, bro, who are they? Come on, you know who they're targeted toward. And honestly, like, look at these, like, shirtless, like, teenage boys in the cover. Like, come on. Like, what is yeah, this? Yeah, like, what, what in the Abercrombie and Fitch in disguise is this? Whis on. What is this? Whiskey, three to noy, a gay, coming of age, southern gothic? Like, what? Come on. Yeah, no, come on, dude. Come on, this is this is, that is like Nambla. That's Nambla shit. This is some frigging pedos. Look how much of it is too. There's a lot. Like this guy is prolific. And the and the worst part is they're doing this shit in our name, right? Like I, Jesus. yeah, too much. And then they get pissed off at us when we fracture and do our own thing, because now we're not protecting them. I got told the other day. Okay, you so need to help protect trans youth. No, I don't. No, I don't. So then there's this other guy, Mark Roeder, and these are just two of these authors, right? And look how prolific. So many, so many, so many, right? Nick, so somebody's actually consuming this shit. It probably is the adult fucking groomers that are trying to figure out how to get these young boys in. So this is the, let's read the description to the Nudo twins. <laughs> Tyler and Tanner are identical twins and best buddies, but their relationship is about to be transformed forever. Tyler grows increasingly uncomfortable with the rumors that haunt him and his brother, but Tanner doesn't want their relationship to change. Once it or not, change comes. Tyler falls for Charlie, the new boy in town, and Tanner reaches out to help his teammate, Iggy, who's crippled in an accident and confined to a wheelchair. As Tyler and Charlie grow closer, Tanner grabs onto a small ray of hope that Iggy may someday walk again and pushes Iggy to make it happen. Just when he feels he's losing his brother, Tanner begins to develop feelings for Iggy that he never thought he could feel for anyone except his twin. The Nudo Twins is a story of an unconventional relationship and the ability of love to adapt to almost any situation. Ew, so basically, what it is insinuating is that the brothers had feelings for each other and then they grew a little older and started having feelings for other boys. And it made one of them jealous. No, well, and then they maybe like had some sort of poly thing at the end of the situation because then there's like the 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 the, the ray the, the the beams get crossed at the end there well it's funny because you know it was a member of the wokarati who wrote this because they had to make it complete with a disabled person right the wokarati 
<laughs> we must be inclusive of disabled teens. Yes, yeah. or else we're ableist. <laughs> and this isn't even the worst one. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, there's this one. The youngest frat bro ever. Richard oh. K. Arbuster III is 14, and he's been getting his freshman year at Indiana University. At least he thinks he is. Until his grandfather's ultimatum, join the Alpha Alpha Omega fraternity, or return to the dreaded and detested Bratsworth Academy. Richard has no desire to join a frat. He would rather spend his time reading and studying, but he has no choice and sets out to become the youngest frat bro ever. Um, I so, don't know what frats are about. And there, well, there is a romantic relationship described in the story. At least if you go down to the reviews, I went down into the reviews and I started digging. And there is one that mentions that, you know, young Richard has a relationship with a much older college age boy that the reviewer, quote, did not find believable because of the difference in their ages. Wow. So. <laughs> And I hesitate, I hesitate to actually like download a copy just to see how bad it is. Um, because I'm afraid of being like <laughs> tainted. <laughs> I don't really, I don't, it's like, I want to know, but I don't want to know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I think I, I don't need, like, I think I've seen enough. You know what I mean? Like, do I really need to, to, to no. do I need to, what do you, do you think? I don't know. What do you think? No. <laughs> don't do it. I'm scared. Like, I I'm scared that they come after me. Like, give it three years, and all of a sudden, the government's going to be back on pedos are bad, and <laughs> then be surfing everybody's internet to find who did what. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I was even scared to that post that Tiffany Haddish video because I was like, "Oh shit, what if they catch they get me for CP just because I know the way they're going and they know I'm a Trump supporter." And I said, "Well, you know what? The world needs to see it. Fuck it. I know that didn't come from me, so." And yeah. yet, you don't get banned for posting shit like that, but I got banned for telling somebody I'd cut a bitch for putting dish soap on my cast iron pan. 35 days. <laughs> don't post soap on my cast iron pan. No! Every post that has, like, basic child grooming shit. I don't know. I uh, learned, dude, I learned a long time ago. Is this is, The thing is that Megan's only been political the last couple of years, but I've been in this for, like, the last three years. I know what words to say and not to say. So I, that's how I dodge it. <laughs> oh, no. I've been banned like four times in the last five months from Facebook and banned once from Twitter. So I know. I just know how to dodge it. <clears throat> and I have no filter. Yeah, Clearly. That happens. That yeah, shit's gross, though. And, and the fact that they're profiting off of these little books, like, uh-uh. Amazon's making money, too. You know, everybody's making money. Oh, yeah. Come on, Bezos is in on this shit too. They're all in it. Okay, so let me find. There's the other one. So where's the TikTok one? How I couldn't. I don't know. Where did I go? TikTok. No, no, it's maybe Patreon scandal. So the Patreon thing is really interesting because they fired a whole Patreon fire security team. What? Yeah. Oh, I think I know what this is. Yeah, they, I remember. There it is. Patreon confirms security team layoffs. This is from a few days ago, September 9th. Patreon has confirmed it has laid off five employees from its security team. 
Emily Macaff, a former senior security engineer at Patreon, said in a LinkedIn post on Thursday, so for better or worse, I and the rest of the Patreon security team are no longer with the company. According to a tweet, Metcalf joined the company in November of 2021. Metcalf could not be reached for comment. In a brief statement to TechCrunch, Patreon's U.S. policy head Ellen Satterwhite confirmed the five layoffs but declined to answer any of our questions or say how many employees it had on the security team prior to the layoffs. Satterwhite did not dispute that the entire team had been laid off. Satterwhite would not say for what reason Patreon laid off its security engineers but added the company works with external organizations to, quote, develop our security capabilities and conduct regular security assessments, end quote. Uh, following news of the layoffs, security professionals across the industry began posting open job listings for those who lost their jobs at Patreon. Thousands of tech jobs, including cybersecurity, have been lost this year, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so they don't go into it here. But I saw in another video, uh, I think it was Mom Uncharted on Twitter, actually. Let's see. Um, Wasn't it about something that they weren't censoring people under the age of 18? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. So people under the age of 18 were posting things and they weren't censoring it and letting it just slide through. We were talking really bad shit, but TikTok is doing the same thing where there was very underage girls uh, doing new TikToks. Yeah. Oh, she must have deleted her thing or she's got her link to her page here on her TikTok. Um... First, I don't think I've been tagged in a video more than the video from Ben in the captions. Ben was talking about Patreon, and if you know me, I have a problem with Patreon because they allow child exploitation on their website. You can check out my various videos relating to that in my Patreon Saga playlist. Well, Ben's video was referencing that they recently laid off their entire security team. And then he revealed this from Glassdoor. There's another website you may have heard of called Glassdoor. It's a place where people can go and anonymously submit reviews about their That's what I company. A lot of big companies have a page on Glassdoor where people write reviews and give honest feedback about yeah, how it is to work that. in that company and what the culture's like, you know, uh, give people who are looking for jobs an honest idea of what they might be stepping into. So on Patreon's page on Glassdoor, there is this review from August 16th of 2022 from someone who is a trust and safety specialist in San Francisco, California. This is... A lot, right? So let's read this very quickly. Okay, benefits, great opportunity to help creators around the world achieve their goals. All good things. Cons. We are being told specifically by management and executives not to take down content that is illegal or reported as S in nature involving M unless the police make contact with legal or we have an order by a court. When others try to inform management that there is an amalgamation of accounts that are selling lewd photographs of what appear to be C, all concerns are dismissed. It's all about advocating for customers who are M-attracted persons or M-A-P. This is no way to run a company. This is no way to allow children to be exploited on our platform. Advice, have federal law enforcement investigate the company because there's no way that what we're doing is legal. That was posted August 16th. It is now, what, September 8th, I think they got fired? What is what is happening over at Patreon? Please, someone help me figure this out because uh, this could be, this could be massive. First, so after I saw that video, I actually went to Glassdoor because I have it on my phone and legit, I found the review and it has so many like this is a helpful hint. I can't. I can't. I really can't. They are sitting there and allowing this to happen and management is telling them to allow it to happen. Why? Because it's profitable. Yes. 
It's gross. It's just gross. like COVID shots, children was profitable. They exploit them because we are exploitable resources to them. We are human resources. We are just farm animals for them to move around and to, you know, to profit off of, you know, because we're, they, to, to them, they see us as like, you know, gullible little sheep. But some of us are not so gullible and we're talking and we're talking a lot and people are listening and things are going to change. And that's what they're afraid of, which is why they work so hard to censor the conversation yep. um, and make it so hard for us to, to communicate about these things. Yeah. So uh, Tizzy Ent was the guy on uh, uh, Teak Talk that I saw a video. Let me find him again. Because he oh, had. I know, I know who Tizzy is. Yeah, he's good. Where is he? Tizzy. Tizzy Ent. Oh my God! Can you hear New York in the background? Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't hear LA in the background. <laughs> Here, I believe I have evidence that there's. Okay, this is a good one. Using Patreon to sell images of their underage children to child predators. I posted that video back at the beginning of May of this year when Mom Uncharted brought me what I can only describe as a plethora of evidence that parents were setting up Instagrams for their underage, often adolescent daughters, getting huge followings by posting uh, very risque. Bro, what the fuck? It was the parents themselves? The parents. All had links to Patreon accounts. Selling their kids. Subscribe. And it was multiple accounts, many with absolutely massive followings. Look and at those numbers. Them, Patreon's <laughs> response was, well, it's an 18-year-old who has the account. Yeah, no, they all say yeah, supervised no by mom. We get it. But here's the problem. A site like the O and the F, you have to have to prove that they're 18. Every single person that appears in content. Yeah, Scott, Patreon this I didn't know. doesn't seem to care about the media that is uploaded. You get subscribers, and then you give them whatever you want to give them. And they're like, as long as an 18-year-old runs the account, we're fine. No, I was willing to believe that Patreon was kind of oblivious to this loophole that was being exploited. This I was willing hot to believe too. that. I don't believe <laughs> that. recent like events involving Patreon indicate otherwise. So I said dad biker energy. It reminds me of somebody my dad would hang out with. Team. Emily Metcalf, a former senior security engineer at Patreon, yeah, said on LinkedIn post on Thursday, so for better or worse, I and the rest of the Patreon security team are no longer with the company. That just seemed odd. And then someone found a post on Glassdoor odd. that was much worse. Glassdoor is where current or former employees can post their insights on what are the pros and cons of working at yeah, this guy company. really put it on all August together. On the 16th, a trust and safety specialist from Patreon posted the following cons. We are being told by management and executives not to take down content that is illegal or was reported as being S in nature involving minors unless the police make contact with legal or we have an order by a hey, police try make to contact with legal. <laughs> of accounts that are selling lewd images of what appear to be children. All concerns are dismissed. It's about advocating for customers who are M attracted. Yeah, attention DOJ, you need to investigate Patreon. And if you're a reporter who wants to do a story on this, I'd be more than happy to provide more context because this needs to stop. I believe I have evidence. Yeah, right. Uh, Maybe we should have him on the show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He probably would come on. He's actually really cool. Yeah, he seems like he's got like a pretty uh pretty regular thing going on. I mean he's got well, he's got huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty solid. Anybody who looks like they're an old school biker, like in my opinion, 
I grew up around that. They're all very about keeping the children safe and like protecting them and all of that. So I look at him like he would be my uncle. He's just yeah. a big teddy bear. Totes. Hot. And I'm sure he would. <laughs> I'm sure he would talk oh, about it. Patreon, Amazon, Audible, uh, Disney. Um, <laughs> it's like everywhere. It's an infection. It's no, it's every. Hollywood. Every top 500 Forbes business that is a media outlet. There you go. Oh, wait, there's more. I just remembered more. Um, oh, do, you guys, do you guys want to see? Oh, no, I can't show the Justin. Oh, I can't show the music videos because it'll it'll copyright claim me. <laughs> All right. You know what we can do is I will do it and I'll put I'll put the full show. I'll edit the show when I put it on YouTube and I'm going to have to edit out the music videos because otherwise it will copyright claim me. Yeah. Um, but we can watch them and I can edit it out and, and you can, if you guys want to see these videos, we are going to watch yummy from Justin Bieber. And then we are going to watch, uh, LA devotee from panic at the disco. Uh -oh. So that's going to start now. Not like, it's, it's, I mean, good thing but it doesn't it doesn't feel like a good thing to me so at the very end when it shows him all alone at the tables after he's gone and done what he has to do right it like speaks volumes but then i'm sorry but the point where it saw them eating and then i forgot what exactly the lyrics said while they were eating but i was just like correlating the two together disgusting about how he's compromised yeah it's about how he's compromised and how he's uh he got that call to go do the yummy whatever and then you see them taking bites of food like they're eating him and, no yeah it was very flesh like right yeah. and i hate to be that person that goes into the adrenochrome thing but the third person at the table um you could say she kind of looks like huma abedin and why were they all old except for the people playing the music why were the only workers Kids. Yes. It was an interesting choice, right? So, you know, I did, I'd never seen that, you know, and, and Justin, apparently, he's like found God or, or something and knows that the industry is evil or he says much in public, you know, when he's been at these Christian retreats and stuff and he's tried to like, you know, get out, but I guess he can't uh, or it's it's complicated because he's incriminated and compromised and so any night any day they can you know snap their fingers and make him do whatever they want well well you know i don't know if you heard about this but when he had the droopy face shit the huntington syndrome and his wife had to have heart surgery he basically got barred from being able to discuss it except for just to say hey guys this is what's happening but not ever bring up the jabby jabs yeah because yeah because they were going to cut his contract yeah yeah, and of course we knew. We knew. Everybody knew it was the fucking shot. Yeah, yeah. Come on, look at it. It's 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 all. There's thousands of people, but I know. I don't want to get. I don't want to get this censored. So yeah. Uh, right, I guess we shouldn't get into it. Um. Anyway, talk to your doctor about what's right for you. Huh? No. Okay. So that was Justin Bieber. Yummy. Actually, uh, her doctor told her not to. Yeah, my doctor told me not to get it. Uh, my doctor told me not to. Yep. 
I have allergies, lots of allergies and dietary sensitivities and a hyperactive immune system. Uh, so mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I was not a good candidate. Um, so the other one was the fuck LA devotee. This is actually a really good video. I love Brandon Yuri. He's such a hot bro. Um, this actually also features, uh, the kid from, um, uh, which is it? Uh, da, 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 da. Stranger Things, a young will. This is from 20, 2016. This is quite a few years ago now. <laughs> Six years ago. <laughs> So weird. Feels like an eternity. Very That's freaking crazy. There's right? so many people that are actually like celebrities that are trying to tell us. And it's funny because nobody can tell if it's parody or not. Like nobody can tell, you know, and that's the funny thing. Um, did you ever hear of uh what is his name? Cappy. Cappy, Cappy something, Simon Cappy. <clears throat> he had some allegations about Seth Green. And then oh, yeah. like the the story is he jumped off a bridge or drove off a bridge or something, like committed mm -hmm. suicide. Um I forget his name. But there's there's some there's some weird fucking shit out there. Oh yeah. So that whole picture thing, the triangle with the circle, doesn't it remind you a lot of something that's on the dollar bill? Um oh the uh, the illumin the illumin eye the illumined eye mm -hmm. the big eye the triangle people eye I was having I a crop circle tattoo there you go yeah you can see it there you go there you go that's sick ah that's amazing where did that show up. In England, it was the first one that was documented. Oh, word! Yeah, there's look some really pretty ones if you if you look at them, and uh, apparently there's like there's some fake ones, but then there's some they they don't there's some that aren't fake. So this one is is something that they call the golden ratio. All the circles are comprised of number units, and it's kind of like pi. No matter how many times you multiply, divide, add, subtract, it's infinite. It just keeps going. It's like a fractal. Yes, it's it. That's what it's called. It's a fractal. Yeah. That, oh, see, you know what a fractal is. Yeah. There's this. Uh, there's this whole uh, concept of like hyper dimensions, which are like layers of reality that exist on top of ours. Mm -hmm. Like the butterfly effect, all that shit. Well, it's like uh, there's there's the up and downs, and then there's also side to side, which are like parallel universes. So like mm -hmm. alternate timelines or things where different decisions were made. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's very I think reality is much stranger than we than we tend to admit. <laughs> One hundred. Well, I mean, look at all those videos of like this is completely a little off topic, but all we just watched one earlier and just reminded me of it. Little kids who have past life regression. So little kids will come out and say, I had a dream about this happening, and we just saw a TikTok where the kid was telling the mom he woke up crying because He's where him and his mother were in a wagon and died together in a stream, and they just they're back now together. And he yeah, said, "If right. I was to die, are you coming with me?" Oh. Yeah, yeah, he was so upset. There's a whole like, there's one page on TikTok that's nothing about that about little kids saying stuff about their past life. 
Wow. I believe it. I actually, uh, I, 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 I know I've lived before. <laughs> I have the intense, I always had since I was really little, like this intense sense that I'd, you know, lived before that like this whole human thing was like something that I've done once before. A lot of things felt very familiar. Um, a lot of people felt very familiar, uh, especially, you know, a lot of weird, you know, instant recognition and vibing from people that like I had never, uh, like I would meet once and randomly, like I met these two girls on a train in Europe. (laughs) We had such an instant connection, uh, that they ended up inviting me back to stay with them at their hostel uh slash flat in montpellier and we were going we were on the train going to barcelona and so i spent a night in barcelona and i met up with these girls and i was like because i was i was kind of bummed out i was not having a very good time i was having a little like solo travel depression and so i got like cheered up meeting these chicks and they were like come hang out with us for halloween like we're having a big party like you can like stay at our place whatever I'm like, you don't know me. Like, I could be a serial killer. Like, you're really gonna they're like, no, we like we we feel you, you're fine. Like, I mean I am, but like <laughs> I was just like astonished by uh their uh, instant hospitality. I and mean, we had very familial vibes, it was very strange. Yeah. I've had that. I also That's have true. a million doppelgangers out in the world. Especially <laughs> just one of mine at our work. I did. <laughs> Oh no, doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. That's got to be confusing. Always having people come up to me. I remember you. Oh my god, we met here, and I'm just like, no, we didn't. Yeah, but I I've never been there. Too. I've never been there. But literally, that chick walked into work, and she's like texting me. I swear to God, I thought this was you, except for your hair is black, and, and hers was platinum blonde, like yours was. But she's like a half a foot shorter than you. Same body structure, same build, same haircut. The way she walked, everything. It was weird. Yeah. Even in the face, I guess she looked like me. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I think the nature of reality is very strange. Like, people think, you know, they they call it a simulation. Like, we live in a simulation. Like, I don't believe we live in a simulation. But I do think this, like, the, the very nature of material reality is very similar to the very, like, how we would program a virtual universe. Uh, you know, like a video game. Yeah. Uh, except this is just a very advanced, very uh, cool form where, you know, our, like, we're, we're actually like, you know, like the, the sort of soul energy that inhabits these like material forms. And we sort of like, you know, jump bodies, you know, every lifetime and you get to, you know, do new things and have experiences and, you know, you accumulate experience. And then I think eventually you break the human incarnational cycle and you go on to be whatever becomes next. Uh, I want to come back as one of my dogs because they're spoiled as fuck. Pretty much. (laughs) Not spoiled girls. Yes. Or any lesbian's dog to be. I'm really, I'm really curious. I want to, I want to figure out how to like, you know, hop through the hyper dimensions and like, you know, bend space and time. Like I want to like, I've had these weird experiences where like I've been walking in places and I've like gotten vibes and images like from the past when like before there were buildings, like especially walking around New York, New York is very weird. It's like very charged. There's like an energy because of the way the water flows and all the fucking people. And everything under you is made out of lime. That's why. So it, it holds memory. Word. Yeah, limestone holds memory. 
That's why if you look at some of the most haunted places, they have an immense amount of limestone within the ground. Interesting. It's like it's catching like a pattern and then you know, relaying it when there's a consciousness unit in the area to perceive the yeah. replay. It's, it's kind of like a vinyl record where on a vinyl record, it creates a memory and creates an engraving. It's kind of like what it does or a cassette tape where you imprint onto this tape. But limestone is one of the main things that's ground down and used in a lot of those products too. So it's all under Stanley. Yeah, it's all under Stanley. It's all underneath Bob Matthews, like the places that are most well known for being haunted. It's like <laughs> the quarry of all quarries. Mm -hmm. I've gotten into like haunted TikTok, like paranormal. Like, oh my god, that's yes. My shit. <laughs> First of all, I feel like ninety nine point nine percent of them are fake. They're entertaining, but I feel like a lot of them are fake. Yeah, and, yeah depending on yeah. some of our. But there yeah. was uh, there was some interesting. I saw an interesting ghost video that was uh, this dude in a gym. That was pretty cool because like the it was like somewhere in like South America, and it was like camera footage like that somebody mm -hmm. had recorded with their phone, and so it's this guy talking over it in Spanish, and <clears throat> there's like some some lights that flicker and uh so he's in a gym space so there's like workout equipment and there's some ropes that are like workout ropes that you would like you know climb on or whatever and those get kind of like blown and so they start swaying in like a non-existent breeze and then this guy uh walks over and there's a medicine ball on the ground and the medicine ball just like rolls towards him and he like jumps back and freaks out because he's like what the fuck like the medicine ball just moved and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm out. And he goes to get his shit, and he gets his shit, and he starts walking towards the door, and something like swipes him like by the legs, and he goes down on his butt, and it's like something's grabbing his one leg and like pulling him like across the floor, and then he just like snaps free, and just takes off and like runs around, like swings his arm. He's like, <laughs> and he just like like runs the fuck around and out the exit, and he's gone. <laughs> Hell no. If no. that shit has the power to manifest into where it can physically attack you, uh, hell no, I'm moving. The one that I see that trips me out the most is that dad who records his daughter. Oh, and his daughter yeah, has yeah. his he's friend. In yeah, he's in Mexico as well. Well, I feel like the places that are the most religious have the most things because they're Catholic, more susceptible. Catholic countries. Yeah. But it shows like the daughter standing up on her bed and she's clearly asleep and she's having a conversation with somebody. And he's like filming her and there's nobody there. And then she's just like wakes up out of nowhere. Wait, no, but it looks like there's somebody standing in front of her the same height as her under a blanket. Yeah. He removes the blanket. Ain't shit there. Or there was one where she was sitting next to it was like our, the TV. Yeah, it was like a TV yeah, entertainment center. And her back was to it. And you could see something pulling playing and playing hair. with her hair. And then he immediately like runs around her and there's nothing in the cabinet. What the? Yeah, I do. I, I gotta send would, you the shit. Yeah, she was like in a trance, and then she just woke up. Hi, daddy. But yeah, I know it was like. Oh, that's that creepy. Terrifies me. I don't know if that's more interesting and funny, or if the fact that she's from like some kind of Latin country, and her name's Amy. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> He's like, Amy, Amy. Well, you can tell the dad's scared as shit, though. Yeah, you can definitely tell that it's real and the dad is scared. Yeah, definitely. It's 
Yeah. And I then get those, a set of those. there's those people that live stream their house when they know that it's haunted. And oh, like, they it's, set up the, what about the, stream. there's two lesbians. They're liberal as fuck. So don't pay attention to their politics. But they moved into a oh, like yeah. a Gettysburg era Civil War house in, I guess, somewhere where the, the actual war was happening. And that shit is both the yeah. She's got a lot of stuff. Noises when she'll be outside and the lights flicker on and off when there's nobody home and like it's it's crazy. You know, I should really start a paranormal uh spirit release consulting gig because we had some things happening here in the apartment in new york when i first moved in. <laughs> and it was not right and it took me many years to, to do some deep diving into some psychopompery and figuring out how to uh, appropriately um escort the lost wandering spirits to the other side do you like, know how i knew that that apartment was through that era that would have been needing that is that daniel's pictures on twitter where there's that beveled edge where that mirror is. And I was like, oh, that's like an early 1920s, 1930s apartment. Uh, you know, this building was built in 1901. See, I knew it. I knew it was like going to be one of those where it was like that art deco period where there was like those, they didn't really have like edges. It was more, everything was rounded. Mm hmm. Yeah, our, our, our ceilings and floors are kind of slanted a little bit. They kind of like lean just a little bit this way. Like is your, are your guys' floors like the, all the natural wood? Uh, yeah, they're solid wood. Uh -huh. yeah. That's my nice. dream my dream is to buy a like late 1800s home and just renovate it back to its like old glory and just give it a new life and new love i know it's gonna be haunted as hell i don't care That's fine. I I can want they want to make my bed for me cool they want to cook me dinner cool they want to just come say hi and like move my shit cool i don't care we'll make peace it's fine as long as it's not like like something like gnarly, like most 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 of the time it's just lost spirits that kind of like, like human uh, human spirits that kind of get lost in transit. They don't kind of make the connection to the next thing, and so they get kind of stuck. And you, you, oh. what have you had that experience? No, I actually had it. Uh... <laughs> it's so embarrassing because I know like the way. I think politically this would not coincide. Like they probably think I'm a kooky fuck, but um so oh, we go into it if you want to. I was just I, no no I do. I want I, I do want to actually. So I'm Catholic. I know a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people know that too. So yeah, I'm Catholic. Well, I was living in this apartment and I was going through a really bad breakup and I basically went through like the pre I guess what would you call it? Like the before the official breakup happens. No, no, no. I'm oh. talking about like the preemptive like things that happen before somebody gets possessed. Like she'd be in the bathtub and she would hear and feel something knocking from Pounding under the bathtub. Underneath the tub where the water's actually moving and I was on the first floor. More like the whole thing. And I know I've had this happen too, where you hear your loved ones or people that you love calling oh, your yeah, name in their around. voice. Oh, and that's you know them while they're not there. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. No, no, my mom, my brother, my sister, <clears throat> my grandparents, all calling my name while I would be asleep. And then also, there was some crazy shit. I would put my head down on the pillow, and I could hear this, like, cacophony of voices trying to come through at one time. Like, <laughs> like there were so many at one time, you couldn't Ooh. focus. That's scary. I moved the fuck out of there as quick as I could. <laughs> <laughs> when God blessed by priests.
Yeah, exactly. It was no, it was no problem afterward. It was just like you just it was location. I think I cut it off after that because there was things that happened to me in earlier childhood that I I knew I was gifted, if you will, and all the women in my family are, but I cut it off at that point, which I'm sad about now because now there's like nothing. Whereas like people in my house that stay in my house can see and feel and hear things, but I can't anymore. It's just done. Same. Yeah, we both kind of showed up. My dad had the same similar experiences, um, except for he would have uh, people have conversations with him that weren't there. So I always say that there's spirits. Like, he would come out with information. I think the one that stands out to me the most is I grew up in Ventura in, like, uh, southern central California. It's um, probably about, like, what, 45 miles like north of L- Yeah, 45 miles north of L.A. Um and it was right before they realized that Chumash Indians were on the Santa Cruz Islands. Well, he kept telling my mom that they were telling him they're going to find him. They're going to find them. They're going to find them on the islands. And then sure enough, the news report came out. But I had been, like, dealing with that shit since I was, like, four or three years old. Oh, wow. And, like, hearing things, seeing things, feeling things. And then when I got to my 20s, I just I shut it all off. our house now. My mom's on that black midfield. Yeah, our house... I think I don't think our house is haunted. I think the people in our house are haunted. Uh, yeah, probably. There's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, that can happen. You can you can have people that have spirits that glom on, and I've heard the expression used that some people are. It's like a bus full of children with no one driving. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that actually makes sense. How it feels. You can have multiple, and like I think a lot of times, what we what we we mistake mental illness uh, is actually some sort of like spiritual illness, uh, or it can it could even be you know post past incarnational damage, something so traumatic, so horrible had happened into you in a past life that the trauma like echoes into your current one and it manifests, you know, in a, maybe a nervous issue, you know, or, or a mental illness or, you know, whatever. Um, I also see and um, believe that people who have certain types of mental illness or they're more susceptible to it are able to experience more because they're not so engraved in what is normal, quote unquote, like their brains are a little more open. Especially autistic. I've seen a lot of people who are autistic talk about having multiple experiences like that. I don't know how we got unhaunted, but <laughs> you need to know that we're the horror harlots and like our entire life is all horror movies and paranormal and all that kind of shit. I mean, we exhausted the pedophile subject. I figured we could we could get yeah. more fun. <laughs> I mean, literally our house is like a shrine to horror movies. We have like custom painted acrylic painted portraits of freddie and um pinhead from hellraiser we have our tattoos which are like that like movie paraphernalia everywhere let's just put it this way for valentine's day one year she got me a autographed picture of um linda blair linda blair from the exorcist which is my favorite movie in the Mm -hmm. entire world ever do you know the conspiracy theory about, um, oh, that wasn't The Exorcist. I'm sorry. I was confusing with the poltergeist. But do you know the conspiracy theory about the death of a little girl from the poltergeist? Ooh, no, but my ex-wife went to elementary school with that kid. What is it? 
So the rumor was that she was sexually abused and they had, you know, penetrated her too much. And that caused a rupture that led to intestinal damage. And that's what killed her. She died very suddenly. And then they had the, the police and the, and the fucking doctors, everybody was in on it and they just covered it up. They said, Oh, it was just, you know, random accident. Shit happens, you know, like, cause little girls intestines just rupture, you know, and, and they die every once like that just happens. That's like a thing. That's so sad. Yeah, I believe that they would do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very, I can't remember it. I can't remember her name exactly, but I remember coming across that randomly like a couple of years ago, back when I was doing some post Pizzagate stuff. This stuff is everywhere. Corey, uh, what is his name? Corey, Corey Feldman. I was just talking about Corey Feldman today and how much they try to silence him. Well, and he's obviously, I mean, they, they, see, he obviously has a little trauma. I mean, you look at the guy, like he's got trauma. Yeah. And Corey Haim. Fucking kill himself with heroin. Yep. Or did, he? or did he? You know, or did somebody else fucking kill him? You know, like, who knows? Um, yeah. It's hard to I say. I even believe Drew Barrymore, too, but I just think that she's been silenced and she's not going to speak up. The MK Ultra. Did you see that bitch on that video? <laughs> she was like running in the rain. She yes. Was, Everybody should experience the rain. And I was like, oh, okay, bitch. Like, what? What are you on? <laughs> yeah, but then like it was crazy because all these racist people came and like came after her. I'm like, what? Don't come after Drew Barrymore about people. Uh, no yeah, you know, some, some people are crazy, and they're gonna like you know. Apparently, some black people had claimed running in the rain selfie videos as like a thing for black people, and like I. And and so because she did it, it was a wrong. And and I was just like, I'm sorry, you can't aim, you know, a video running in the rain. Like I'm sorry, everybody is running. Like I was running in the rain, and I was running in thunderstorms when I was a small child because I was so into oh, lightning. I'm just gonna put this way: she's in LA. We don't get rain that often, so yeah, when you, we get rain, it's we, we run and play in it because it doesn't come that often. <laughs> Even if we're in drought. Out of 20 years, 19 of those. So when it rains, we're excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I just was reading this Brentley about O'Rourke. Heather O'Rourke, the one from Poltergeist. Yeah. And yeah, her, her, yeah. Official, her official COD is congenital stenosis of intestinal complication by septic shock. So yeah, they're they, saying she was born with. They effed her in the A so much that they broke her and she bled to death. Yeah, exactly. Damn. That's sad. Yeah. Really well, there's also the conspiracy that on the filming of The Craft, another amazing movie that got me through my youth. 19, 1996? Yeah, The Craft. Um, I haven't heard this. Yeah. Tell me. Okay, so during the whole entire filming, because they were doing actual rituals that were written down in books, that weird shit was constantly happening. Like when they went to the beach scene, they had to cancel it four different times because it was raining. Like they would get there, they would start doing the scene and it would just start downpouring for no reason. And again, it was filmed in Long Beach and we don't get rain that often. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, they said that every time they would try to do these certain scenes within the movie and a lot of them were the ritualistic parts, they had to keep like switching days because all of this random shit kept happening and getting in the way. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and what movie was it that um, people kept dying from? There was one specific horror movie that when they filmed it, people keep like dying of mysterious shit. Oh, I remember that too, vaguely. Uh, I don't remember the actual movie though. It wasn't the answers? No. Let's see. I'm going to Google search cursed horror movie. Cursed no. movie. Because we saw it on cursed films, remember? Yeah, we saw it on cursed films. Uh, no, it just keeps giving me the things. The curse. No, I'm not looking for that. Um, horror movie actor. Actors died after filming horror movie. Actors died after filming horror movie. Uh, the Poltergeist. Uh, yeah, actually, apparently. First victims. Oh, The Exorcist. I told you. Oh, yeah, maybe it was Exorcist. Yeah, it says uh, the movie was associated with a ton of bizarre incidents, like a fire that burned down the entire set, except for the possessed girl's bedroom, which is extra super creepy, and a lightning yeah. strike that took oh, no, out. Megan, you're right. Megan was right, though, too, because it is also Poltergeist. No, he said that. Yeah. Right, said that. Oh. Poltergeist. But yeah, it was the Poltergeist where, like, the director and then some of the other stars. And then some of the film crew, like it was just weird because all the people involved with this movie it just like kept having these weird oh, yeah. random deaths. Tangina. Uh, let me share. And Exorcist also had it too. Yeah, Brave Tab. Where did it go? Uh, is it this one? Here we go. Oh, there's Mary's Baby too. So. I said Rosemary Baby cursed. Before I started typing. Yeah, so the first victim of the poltergeist curse was this chick, apparently. Um, yeah, the, te- the one that played the teenage daughter, yeah. Mm-hmm. So many. The poltergeist franchise has been linked to so many deaths that most people have lost count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it like went from the top to the bottom. It was like the actors, and then like the fill in actors or like the stunt people. And then it was the directors, writers, producers, and they went down to film crews. Like it just kept going down the list. It's she was murdered by her ex-boyfriend in my birth year. That's yeah. And then the third one that I can find is uh, actually Rosemary's Baby by Roman Polanski. Jesus. But Roman Polanski that that involved the Manson family and all that stuff. Let's just put it this way. I'm such a horror fanatic that in order to make myself go to sleep, I put on the show The Haunting or The Haunted or any type of, like, my house is haunted bullshit show to go to sleep because that's what puts me to sleep. (laughs) I'm not creepy. Oh, pleasure. Oh. Like, there was some shenanigans there. Like, he, like, stumbled into something or he said no to someone or... 27 Club. I don't think he was 27, but... I had such a crush on him when I was a little kid. Like, the first time... I remember I I saw him... He was in this show called Roar on, like, the WB or the CBW, whatever, like, it was before it was, like, the WB. And he played a, like, young Viking warrior or Celtic warrior or something, you know, like leading a rebel band of Celts against the Romans who were this like imperial invading force like back in ancient ancient uh, England 
and uh it was a good show i had such a i had such a little boy crush on him because he was like an older looking guy and i was like oh he's so cat dreamy and he wasn't even older he just looked older <laughs> yeah exactly i mean he's probably about my age yeah right? honestly i wonder what, what year he born ledger born Oh, he's older than me. 1979. So, okay, so he was about three years older than me. So he's not that much older. Okay, so that means he's 79. So he's two years yeah. younger than I am. Totally legitimate gay teen romance. And that would have been f- perfectly fine for, you know, a 16-year-old Brentley and, you know, a, like 19-year-old Heath. That would have been fine. Yeah, that would have been fine. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Especially back then, like that wasn't a big thing. Oh, yeah, I so I was such a horny little teenager, and I had to suppress all of it because I was like, I was like, my life depends on me being able to hide this thing that's, that's so wrong. <laughs> and then I just like gave up, like my senior year. I was like, fuck it. Wait, what year were you born? Nineteen eighty-two. Oh, okay, so same as Megan. Yeah. We are dogs. That's crazy. That's crazy because I was born in '77, uh, and when I came out, well, I was outed at 21 because it, I was in, I graduated high school in '96, and that was not okay to be gay then, even though I was accused and everybody called me a dyke back then. I didn't even look like one. That's what's crazy. Um, yeah, it, it's it's so crazy to think that even five years after that, when you guys were graduating high school that you were still having to deal with homophobia because I feel like, like from my perspective, as I was already out of high school and I was an adult at that time, adulting and living on my own, I didn't see that anymore. Well, let's just put it this way. But kids I'm, are cruel. I suppressed coming out of high school. I came out to like two people in high school and one of them didn't even go there. It was my best friend from childhood. But the two out lesbians that were in a relationship at the school would get harassed and beat up on a regular basis. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I was the first out by a boy at my high school. And after that, like there was, there was a whole bunch of poor kids that came out. But the, uh, the one right before me actually killed himself. Um, he was younger. He was a, in a grade behind me. And uh, he uh, got into a fight with his parents one night. And, um, I don't, you know, I don't know the exact details of what was said. Um, and, uh, I, we, we had, you know, I, I knew the kid, like we were, we were like some sort of friends and he sent me like a AOL instant messenger that night. And, you know, he's like, how much of this pill would I have to take in order to like, you know, end it all or whatever. And I was like, um, I'm not sure. Like, are, is everything okay? Like, like what the fuck is wrong with you? It's like, that's a fucked up question. Like, don't fuck with me like that. And he didn't respond to me. And I was like, you know what? Like, I was mad at him at that point because he had been, you know, uh, we, we had had a falling out. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm not going to engage these, like, you know, cries for attention. And lo and behold, like the next day, like I came to school and he was dead. I was like, fuck. Because he had hung himself, but the word of it was that he, you know, got into it with his parents and, you know, they were very conservative, anti-gay. And he was a little bit more of a flamer, you know, he was a little bit more of a like, you know, 
he's like one of those kids from Glee, like very like <laughs> he wanted to be a pilot and go into the military. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, didn't it didn't work out that way. And uh, yeah, so I was the first out gay one that you know made it. Like after when I came out, people were like, "Are you okay?" Like, it was like really concerned about. It, it was annoying. Um, but uh, and then my my ex girlfriend got a lot of shit because like people were like the, the the joke was that she made me gay because like after we broke up, like I came out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had that happen too because I. I oh, it's so yeah. not right. I, was like, I know. I dated. I dated somebody for actually five years. That I was. That he was my beard, because you know I was with him from the time I was fifteen until I was twenty-one. So actually, almost six years. I, I loved Stephanie with all my little young heart. You know, and I. Babe, I still have so much love for him too. I do feel bad that I did that, but it was just. I don't. And he, thank God, I guess, thank God in this respect, but he's like a staunch liberal, which, uh, but he actually understands why I had to do that now, you know? He proposed to her. Yeah, it was for marriage. For marriage. Like, he proposed to her. See, had Stephanie, Stephanie was mature enough to know that she and I were not ready for a serious long-term relationship. Yeah. He broke it off. And then I was, I was sort of mad about it, but I was like, you know what? I'm fucking gay now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was, it was like my, the end of my senior year and like nobody, like I didn't give a fuck anymore. I was like, I'm not going to know any of these people. And then I'm going to go to school in Washington, DC and with a bunch of gay people anyway. So fuck it. Yeah. Well, that's how it goes. You finally just stopped caring. Yeah, exactly. It gets exhausting, you know, trying to be a, a whole separate person. Totally. It does. And that's why even now I'm just like, and it's so funny because it doesn't even pertain to being gay anymore. It's just mostly like, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm conservative. Yeah. Who cares? Mm -hmm. What what are you going to do to me now? Yeah. You know know what? It's exactly. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat my opinion for you, honey. Like, I don't care if you don't like me. I'm not trying to be like the prom king anymore. Like I'm an adult now and I don't need you to like validate me. (laughs) Like, and I think that's what it's for. That's really pisses uh pisses people mm-hmm. off. You know, conservative. Like I don't even think of myself as a conservative to be honest. I think of myself as like a classical liberal. Like I, I'm just a freedom. Same. Same. It's just that that like I was saying earlier, now being a classical liberal, like we're being pushed to the right anyway. So right. I, might as well say I registered a Republican here in New York City for the first time ever in my life. Just to say yeah. fuck you, it's fucking Kathy Hochul. Like I can't wait to vote. Oh, yeah. What's his name? I don't even know what his name is. I'm just going to vote straight Republican. I don't even give a fuck. I was related to her and her heritage. So Jen's family actually is Native American. And their whole tribe was in San Bernardino and trickled down to like Long Beach area. And she's Mexican, but she didn't cross the border. Her family didn't. The border crossed her. True. And so it's kind of the same way when it comes to, like, the left and the right, is that we didn't cross the border. The border crossed us. Yeah, they took us way too far over the line. It was just like, wait, you expect me to say what? You expect me to pretend what? Yeah. Traditional pro-choice until I heard about the post-birth abortion thing that they were trying to do in Virginia. And I was like, you know what? No more! Here, too. Here, too. They're basically saying, like, well, you can still have a period of time, like, basically after the baby's already out of you that we can just... 28 days. 
28 days? That's a fucking month, bro. What are you talking it's about? Murder. That's murder. It's murder. That is causing we have a um, word for that already. It's murder. Like why, why why wouldn't you just give the baby up for adoption? Like I don't understand. Yeah. So many so people want the baby. When you're starting to show, you're at the point where you need to just realize that you're gonna give it up for adoption if you don't want it. Like yeah. that's just the whole thing. Like why unless there's some catastrophic medical condition, which I mean that's I assume thing. I assume that happens, but it's gotta happen extremely rare. And Super you know, rare. And, and and when you know, like that happens like no, that's a shame and 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 shit. And and we should be supportive and whatever needs to happen for the health of the mother needs to happen. Uh and it's the same with like incest and like rape, you know, for those like bizarre exceptions, I don't have a problem with being like, you know, like like if some if they find some woman like in a fucking like basement and she's like six months pregnant and like delirious, like I don't know. Maybe it's better that she doesn't have that baby. I don't know. Like, maybe she should. Who knows? But like, I think there should be definitely exceptions for sort of like radical situations. Yeah. And that's how I feel too. I think six weeks is a good compromise because at six weeks, if a woman can get pregnant that easily, you're going to know because you're very regular on your period. So you're going to know that something's going on. You're going to know your body Six weeks is right before the brain develops enough to have healing. After that, it's a live human organism. Like, it, it feels things. Yeah, I mean... Like, that movie, what was it? Unplanned, I think it was called. Where it was, like, one of the directors or CEOs or whatever it was of uh, the P&P organization. I won't mention it, just for whatever. <laughs> um, kind of exposing what goes on in the background. And there was ultrasounds on there showing like what they see when they're performing that. Jesus. It shows it trying to squirm away and go away. And then it being ripped limb from limb. Yeah. And that was at a, I think an eight week point. Um, And now they're trying to pass the new bill that allows it up to birth. Like, oh. no, if you've carried it that long to you're up to birth, just have it and give it up for adoption because I will gladly accept that baby. I will take that baby here and I will love it. Like it, it, yeah. it'll be my little fawn. I, yeah, no. There's so many people on wait lists for infants left, right and center. Um, it, mm. it's, it's unreal. Private adoption wait list. But if you go through foster care, it's a completely different story. They are desperately seeking people to have to go in and help with foster care. And ninety percent of the foster care children are get adopted by the people who take them in for foster care. Yeah, and the government will help you. Like if you don't have all the means in the world, but you want to take in a child, love it, and give it a good home, they will help you take care of that child. Yeah, which is my- why there's a bunch of douche bag foster parents out there. But there's people like us that if I was to adopt, I wouldn't go through a private agency. I would go through the foster care because that child needs the love the most. Yeah, they so- weren't just given up because they weren't wanted. They were given up because they were forced to be given up. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of damage. Can I get back to like the biggest crux of my irritation with this whole situation? What is the gays and the lesbians? That are all about being pro-choice when they're fucking going through every avenue possible to have children. 
but then they're on this bandwagon for um, abortion. The fuck? Yeah. I have seriously one, two, three, four friends that I've known for over two decades that went to the ends of the earth to get pregnant, okay? And I'm talking like literal fucking science crazy shit. Like eggs from one into the other and had babies like this, right? Which is cool. It's, that's great that technology has done that for you. But then to sit there and act like my body, my choice, and abortion on demand is the cool thing when you just went through all that? Are you fucking serious? Hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the game and that do surrogacy. Like, what? You guys, what are you talking about? It's so fucking hypocritical. It drives me nuts. Yeah, I also, I, I still don't know how I feel about that. Like, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. If you're going to say I don't want to be an incubator for somebody, oh, but let's make it woke and do it for two dudes. That's better. Like, what? She's well compensated. <laughs> like, uh, and like, I get that, you know, she's not necessarily genetically contributing to the child that, you know, the child genetically comes from, you know, an, an egg donor and one of the fathers or whatever. But sure. still, I feel like this is a little bit too much like you're buying a, a designer baby. And well, I don't know many out there already that need homes. Go for it. It's not just the designer baby. Um, I'm sorry, but I don't care if it's a different person's egg and a different person's sperm. You are just dating that child. Your blood, your whatever you eat, your oxygen are basically that child's entire existence while growing. So there will always be a piece of that person who just dates that child within them. So you can say that it's not the mother all you want, but I can guarantee if you were to pull at least a tiny bit of DNA, it's going to match. Because that's the way that I've seen a lot of surrogates kind of separate the two. Well, it's not my egg and it's not, you know, sperm that I chose. And they're infertilizing it outside of me and then implanting it. Okay, that's cool. Cool for you. Good, bro. But your, your body is still feeding that child. Your blood is still surrounding that child. I mean, but it's still it's still a good hustle too because that that young girl that's being convinced to do this is getting like upwards of twenty eight to thirty G's to do it, and all the hospital payments paid for, all medical, food, usually food, vitamins, yeah, all the all the all the pluses, you know, transportation, vagina, stress uterus, you know. I know. That's why I was so on the fence about um, Dave Rubin and his husband doing that. Because I was like, oh, that had to come out right now. I was just like, you know what? You can fucking rich gays. I'm like, it must be nice to have that money, you know? And, and, that, too. and that too, because there is gay men that do want to have babies, you know, that do want to grow a family that, oh, it must be nice to have that disposable income to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. And I think that was probably more my problem with it. It's just like, you guys are fucking flaunting your fucking privilege all over the place. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I can just throw this out and pay two well, chicks out one time to have these babies they, for us. They both worked hard to get their money, I guess. You know, I don't, I'm not sure what his, uh, I'm not sure how, what he was doing. What, did, what was he doing before <laughs> did the Rubin Report? He, like, had his own. And then he did Locals. He and was then a comedian. Told- he was, like, a low-level comedian, to my knowledge. I mean, I like the guy. Don't get me wrong. Self- I do self- like him, but it was, I was on the fence about that, for sure. He seems just a little too, like, mainstreamy to me, frankly. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> He's actually going to be on uh, Bill Maher's, I guess, new podcast that he has this week. 
So yeah, you're kind of right there. Word. Yeah, Bill Maher. This is another one that I just can't, I find so like of yesteryear. I'm like, bro, you're from like an, an older epoch. Like the world has changed. Like you have no idea what's going on, and you're just like getting like n notes from your staff. Go for it. She used to be um, obsessed with Omar. And so I actually applied to get tickets to this show and they came through on my birthday a few years ago. A few years ago. I think it was 2017. It was a long time ago. It was 2017 because we met in 2016. Yeah. So, um, five years ago. <laughs> yeah. And so we went for my birthday. I took her as a present on my birthday to go see Bill Maher live. It's interesting though because it, 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 he is he's like a relic of that time because he is what you would call a classical liberal, and it's kind of funny now because he's going back. He's staying where he was. Like we always say, it's not that we changed the party changed, right? And, and now he's I think he's having he's going through a, a moment where he's trying to fight being red pilled, but it's really hard to fight. Because it's just like you, how much farther are you going to go with this party when they're doing all these things that you literally are saying to the public you think are fucking ridiculous? Past Democrat, uh, what is it? Uh, recovering, recovering Democrat. <laughs> oh no, past Democrat regression. Yeah, I mean, and he and he just won't let go of it. Like he's so fighting it, and it's just like, dude, you're right there. And I know that, like, because I do follow Dave Rubin. That's one thing that he's trying to say he's going to press when he goes on his show is just like, dude, you're right there. You see it. You're just trying not to see it because you want to stay in this tribalism. No, he sees it. He calls it out. He talks about it. He just won't switch mm -hmm. because he's going to lose like 75 percent of his demographic. That's, if he does. That's money at that point. Yeah, he's going to lose money and he's going to lose the show. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know. He might not lose the show. He might gain a whole other fucking group. That's but fine. I think being he's in LA, so yeah. being a celebrity in LA, if you don't if you don't stay in line with what they want you to do, you're gonna be outcasted and you're gonna be basically doxxed. Well, somebody's got to stop being a pussy and fucking just do it at this point. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm serious. Like, well, there's Mark Wahlberg. Can be the one to do. Mark it. Wahlberg fucking called him out. He called them all out on that interview. I mean, I'm saying somebody's got to do it. Like we're we're fucking gay. We're we're lesbians in LA, and we yeah. fucking said enough's enough. Like somebody's got to be the outlier, and then True. people will follow. That's True. how it is. Look at how many gay conservative people we have now, and it's because one person spoke out. I mean, for me, it was Brandon Strzok. Yeah. And seeing, like, holy shit, it's okay for me to actually be thinking these things because somebody else that's out there that's a homo is thinking these things, too. And that was just, like, I didn't have to hide anymore. Uh -huh. That was what coming out was for me. It wasn't being gay. Shit. Well, that was, like, small potatoes. No, that was the easiest thing. That was easy. Yeah. People were Coming out was that. conservative. Shit. Lost family and friends, friends and oh yeah no, yeah. no countless for both of us we lost a lot of family like friends. i made the mistake of talking about it at work with a couple people let's just say i don't work there for very long mm -hmm. um so now i refuse to talk about it at work unless they start talking about it and i see that their political views align if they start talking about something else i'll just be like shake my head and walk away yep Luckily for me, my boss is also a Latina and her and her husband are conservatives. So like, I don't have a problem there. 
But we we have to keep it on the down low in our company because they're so woke. We had to do DNI training, and I work for a huge global conglomerate, multi-billion-dollar company. If you think, well, I'll never say the name of it. I'll tell you offline. But if yeah. you think of the largest, they own every luxury. They brand. own every single luxury brand. They own like ninety percent of all the major color lines for hairstylists. Like they are literally the largest global beauty conglomerate. So I just have to beep, beep, That's it. She even got pulled into the office because one coworker had had another customer that she had was talking about something very briefly political about yourself. And she agreed and got called into the office by the district manager and reprimanded for it. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I still do. So they were in the corner of the And she said, and also you're not supposed to be saying like, hey, you guys, you guys have to say team and i rolled my eyes so far back in the back of my head because i'm like i'm not i said i don't play that gender shit and she was told she can't <laughs> tell her customers that she's had for years honey or babe or love or anything like that and that's the whole reason why they go back to her is because she's so friendly and like just very personable but she's not no it's just like hello how are you very robotic robot she's like hell no uh, no the customers come to you for a reason yeah, don't micromanage me. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, they already told me, like, okay, well, you need to think about if you say, oh, where are you from? Because the person looks exotic. That could be offensive. <laughs> like, these are the kind of fucking, yes, these are the kind of sh- fucking trainings I've had to go through. Oh, when, my and God. I recorded them for her because I was like, this is some stupid bullshit. Oh, yeah, when God. in reality, it's not so much of, like, where are you from? Like, hey, home, where are you from? Or like, where are you from? Uh, it's more like, what part of LA are you from? So I can point you to the right product for your demographic of people you're serving. Whoa. Yeah, but they took it. They take it too far. Dude. They take it way too far. And it's so funny because all that DNI training is made by fucking white liberals. That you should turn that around. The next time they have like a little session, you should just be like, I don't want to do this because this is racist, and see what they say. I'm a gay Latina, and I feel like you are being racist and homophobic against me. I already did do that. We have an anonymous survey every year. As a Latina of color, I feel personally attacked by this training material. I feel it is very... I did that. I totally did that. We have an anonymous survey every year. And I said, as a Latina lesbian, I often feel singled out every June when you guys foist upon us Pride Month. And yeah. <clears throat> and exactly. and I feel otherized because I just want to be seen for my merit and not for my sexuality. Not for I life. literally said that. Yeah. And they it. literally they after that, I, I don't think I'm the only one that did it because this is I mean, I'm telling you, multi billion dollar conglomerate. I don't think I'm the only one that said that because yeah. that should change right away after that survey was done. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. I, I really I think pride needs to go away. I mean pride mm-hmm. is one of the seven deadly sins. It's become a degenerate uh, sort of perverted. Uh, it used to be because you know gay people were so scorned that yes. it was it was countercultural to have gay people gather and say yes we are here we're taking up space we are gay we are proud we are we are these people there's nothing wrong with us and fuck you and now it's just like it's like like literally More like special privileges now it's Folsom in San Francisco Ugh. all over the world yeah. It's yeah, it's really bad. And, and I'm a firm believer, and this is something I was always taught, is just, like, you can't have pride in something that you didn't earn. 
And I'm sorry, I don't care if it's white pride, black pride, brown pride. You didn't earn that shit. That's not what pride is. Yeah. You can't have pride in something you didn't earn. Pride. You have pride in the culture, but you can't sit there and say that I did this because no bitch, you didn't. No, you came from your daddy's nutsack and you're either white, black, brown, whatever. That's it. Yeah. If you want to have pride in something, I mean, have pride in, you know, your values, you know, have pride in your accomplishments, have pride in, you know, being able to maintain healthy relationships with people. (laughs) Got no friends. There's there's probably something wrong there. Not something going right. We have friends. They're just spread out all over the United States. Yeah, because our friends at core level, like the ones that we thought we had, as soon as as soon as we started being vocal they started dropping like flies and it's so funny because it's so funny because our 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 opinions never change they changed yeah they changed they they devolved and they expected us to devolve with them because they are in a state of regression they now believe in these uh conversion therapy 2.0 bullshit where i'm supposed to accept you know people that say they're lesbians with penises in my bed now and that's supposed to be okay with me and i'm like no you guys have regressed what are you doing yeah i even had my best friend since i was five years old uh she mobbed me she stopped talking to me okay. she went after my wife and i when i was 12 her sister came out as trans we all knew it she was very 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 like you could tell like there's certain like people, OG trans, like Buck Angel trans. This was like 1992, 1994 came out, and I'm like, you can tell when people just have that trans. innate "I am trans," like the features and the actions and the things that they're well, into. Our, sis- our sister-in-law. Yeah, our sister-in-law. But both of them stopped talking to me because I said that trans women are not the same as biological women in sports if they didn't trans at an early age. But I also don't believe in transing at an early age because I know when my friend had gone through the transition, had to go through three years of therapy, had to live as that gender for at least two of those years, had to pass the psyche valve before even getting on E and was performing as drag and everything before she could get on Yes. She didn't get on E until she was 19 years old. Beautiful woman, by the way. Like, I am not going to say she's not beautiful. She's gorgeous. Gorgeous. And I've always been jealous of her her boobs because they're perfect. Mm-hmm. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. But, well, they're fake. No. No. Grew, no, they grew from grew E. Grew naturally from E. Grew. Perfect, beautiful, perky seaside boobs. She's like, I hate you. I hate you. I was born with not that gene. But, um... Yeah, all stopped talking to me because of like one statement I had made. And I'm like, we've been sisters basically since I was five years old. Nothing has ever stopped us from being as friends or sisters. We will call us our sisters. Mm -hmm. And just gone for my life. Gone completely. Makes me very sad in life. It is sad. It's, It's like, it's almost like a death. Like, you know, it's like they're not, they're not dead but they're not in your life so it's it's yeah. similar no, I, yeah there's definitely a grieving process that goes along with it yeah I in had a- coming out as conservative is a lot worse than coming out as gay 
<laughs> Even in the early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah, well, it's it's just very strange. Like, there's this whole now they're trying to paint, you know, the Trump supporting MAGA Republicans, the MAGA branch of the Republican army, of the Republican army, the Republican uh, Party, as these insurrectionists, as these like you know militant, like aggressive, like revolutionaries, as if we're like you know storming the gates or whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, no, yeah, that's y'all. It's literally y'all trying to change all so that you can have communism here in the United States. <laughs> oh my God, that Biden speech. <laughs> that Biden speech. That was like Third Reich fucking propaganda as fuck. Yeah. Anybody who's cool. far extreme right, I just want to throw it out there right now. Do not, do not do anything about that because they are just waiting for a reason to throw us all in internment camps. Oh, they're yeah, gonna have to say far right because far right assholes, any right like let them get in trouble for their no, shit. They any right involved with far right. Any right people. Any it's patriot. They're gonna have you know they've got MK Ultra mind slaved patsies that they can deploy on demand. So I'm I'm not surprised. I'm so actually shocked they haven't had more of them. Uh, you know we had Uvalde and we had that one in Buffalo. Um, but I think those, they, they didn't work out right. They couldn't spin the narrative correctly. It seems like the elites actually are, are floundering and falling apart. It seems like they're, they're losing their ability to co cogently function. Um, and I think they're, they're afraid. They're afraid because we're having conversations like this. With they know we know, and we know they know we know. And so now it's just a matter of, you know, spreading more of this content around until the awareness reaches some critical point where they can't hide anymore. And yeah. Yeah. it's out there. I mean, look, look what they're doing to Alex Jones. They, they have, they have Alex Jones bogged down in, you know, 18 million lawsuits because, you know, the parents of the kids of Sandy, because he said something about Christ. Like, honestly, like it, to me, it's just, it's total, you know, psyop, you know, fed pushed bs but the thing is is like the videos are out there i mean you can see okay yeah i'm 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 on the fence because i i don't doubt that it happened but i do believe that there were crisis actors involved to make it worse because you see the video of the one guy that's fucking laughing right before he goes on the air there's so the official story of what happened at Sandy Hook is not what happened like that's pretty clear and there's so many data points that don't line up uh, right. so many things that don't line up like the timing of the death of the mother the fact that there was like somebody who was arrested in the woods that the police took away who just yep. disappeared um there was multiple uh, reports of multiple shooters that quickly evaporated into a single shooter mm -hmm. narrative so much of it did not make sense that like the type of weapons that they found didn't match the type of weapons that were used um, so there, there was a lot of shady things there and I definitely think they killed kids because they're satanic, psychopathic, oh, for sure. For sure. They have no killing kids. Like they'll do that. They don't, they don't give a shit. Like they do that on the weekends for fun. Like that's what target. it's an easy target. <laughs> well, I feel like the same with Uvalde. I actually had seen a video of like military, like majors going down on how much actual things cost. And so they were saying, like, between the guns, the ammo, 
what he had on him, the technology he had on him, the there's armor. There's no way a kid could have afforded that. He said there's no way that a kid on a part-time income with a poor background was able to afford all of this. And yeah. a lot of it was high-grade, brand-new stuff. It yeah. wasn't new. It wasn't like it was handed down from daddy. Brand it was brand-new. But there was also a connection between him and an FBI agent or a former FBI agent online. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Oh. Conspiracy theorist. Not really. Well, they keep coming true, so there's that. Yeah. I mean, we've been right about pretty much everything, and I won't list off things because then I'll have to censor this part of the conversation. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's just a whole slew of things. Everything that we've been saying that everybody nope. calls a conspiracy Lab theorist about. Lab leak is fine. You can talk about lab leak now. That's a, that's that's allowed. That's mm -hmm. a, it's pretty much proven too. If anybody who goes and looks in the, I think it's uh, called a furin cleavage site. So this is a very particular aspect of the spike protein that basically bears the signature that was genetically engineered that could not have happened naturally bar like a one in 18 trillion chance. So mm -hmm. it, it's basically established that it was made in a lab that the whole wet, the wet market thing was all a lie. And any serious microbiologist who you talk to about this will confirm this. And I encourage everybody to DYOR, do your own research. Go look this up. You know, don't take my word for it. Think for yourselves. You know, challenge narratives. Maybe this is a good place to wrap it up. We're rounding out two hours, ladies. Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> well, you know what? It wasn't, I had so much like pedophile shit in my head from like the last like 12 36 48 hours me too i need to do a brain dump i need to just get this out there i need other people to know so that like the fucking awareness can continue and i need it to not be in my head so thank you for giving me uh you know an interlocutor in order to exchange those ideas and to get them out to the people um folks everyone please like subscribe comment uh share the show with your friends don't forget you can donate you can give us money because we're broke um, <laughs> there's a uh, paypal venmo cash app all in the description um i'll get around to getting the subscribe star up and running eventually um, and ladies, we'll remind everyone once again where they can find you. We're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on Twitter, and our personal accounts, well, hers is mostly underscore Gady. No, it's mostly Peaceful Gady at Twitter. With underscores in between. Yep. And mine is just another fed up American pretty much everywhere. So Nice. nice. I'll have links to those in the description uh, so people can click them. And, and it's the word on the right. I won't say it to get you banned. <laughs> yeah, I got I got in trouble on TikTok because I was doing a little gender queer Brentley, and I used the F word for gay people. I saw I that it. was the cutest though. I love that word. Like, I'm allowed to use that word. I'm. I am a. Thank gay you. Person. I like to use that. I think it's a funny word. I mean, geez, I, they use it in the UK as a bun, as a as a cigarette all the time. You know, it's it's not. I just I, I, this weird communism of trying to censor and control languages. It really yes, great American Americans. We like freedom of speech. We like we like offensive language. It's the whole basis of comedy. Like go back and watch some Eddie Murphy comedy from the Hell early. Hell yeah! <laughs> I was watching Raw the other day. He uses yep. 
you know, hard ER N-words. He uses F-bombs. He talks about drugs. It's crass. It's body. You know, it's it's really like... like a real yet, the Fs can't talk about the F-word and the Ds can't talk about the D-words. <sighs> In 2022. Like, this is... This has change we got to build that culture all right i'm yeah. gonna end the recording love you five thanks for watching bye bye bye